Um, would you bow and pray with me? Father, as we come to the pinnacle of this worship experience, which is your preached word, Father, people did not come to hear what Pastor Perry has to say, but they come to hear what thus saith the Lord. So, Father, speak through me and in me so that I will tell the truth and nothing but the truth according to your words. May the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto your sight. O Lord, my rock, my Savior, my Redeemer. It's in Jesus' name I pray. And they shall say amen. Come on now. Don't fall asleep on me. Say amen. amen. Would you please stand um, and turn your Bible to Psalm 46. Psalm 46. It will be projected on the screen. I'll be reading from the ESV version. Psalm 46. We're going to read the psalm in its, in its entirety. Psalm 46. Hear now the word of God. To the choir master of the sons of Korah, according to the Alamoth, a song. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help and trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way do the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea? Though its waters roll and foam, do the mountains tremble at its swelling? There is a river whose stream make me glad, the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariot with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Amen. You may be seated. As you take your seat this afternoon, I want to preach from the simple subject, a very present help. Somebody say it with me, a very, I, I, one people, let, 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 that was a false start, a very present help. We may deny it, we may fake it, we may even mask it, we're trying to ignore it, but the truth stubbornly persists. We are weak and inadequate creatures. We are sinful, we fail. Being prone to disease, we get sick. Being feeble, we get hurt. 
being mortal, we ultimately die. Pressure grinds the training place. Anxiety even gives us ulcers. People, circumstance, intimidate us. Criticism undermines us. Disease, diseases scare us. Death hunts us. This explains why Job said, man is man who is born of women, is short-lived and full of turmoil. The, the Living Translation put it like this, how frail is man, how few his days, how full of trouble. Paul put it like this, he said, we ourselves, grown within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoptions as sons, the redemption of our body. What I'm trying to say is simply this. When we live on this earth, troubles will come. Trouble hunts us. No matter what we do, we cannot escape troubles and the issues of this world. If you are a Christian, typically this reference is made, they say this, either you are into spiritual warfare or you are out of, you're getting out of spiritual warfare or you're getting into spiritual warfare. Can I put it to you like this? If you are living in the 21st century, in 2021, North America, if you are living here, wherever, in this world, either you are in trouble, either you are getting out of trouble, either you are about to get into trouble. In other words, let me put it to you this way. Either you are in some circumstance that seems to be overwhelmed to you, or you're about to get into something that's overwhelmed only to get back into something again. Uh, the Bible speaks to us in various ways. When I ponder, when I look at the news, when I look what's going on, when I woke up yesterday after catching late flights, only to wake up yesterday morning to, a seven, to, a, um, to hear of a 7.2 earthquake that rocked the southern part of Haiti. I have a brother of one of my, uh, I have two brothers who are in the police force in Haiti. One of them I called to see how he was doing. He told me the entire country felt the earthquake. He said they have yet to be able to assess the damage because there's a bridge that connects the south to the rest of the country. That bridge has fallen apart. And we are sitting here. We are wondering. Whether you know people from the South, whether you yourselves are from the South, you're wondering, oh my goodness, why Haiti? Another earthquake. I mean, just, what, a few weeks ago, the president was killed. I mean, if you think about it, it seems as if, and, and only this morning for me to turn on Google News, it says this, there's, an, there's a hurricane looming over Haiti. I mean, somebody can say, can Haiti catch a... Are you falling asleep on me? But see, we can move it from Haiti because Haiti may be so far distant. And said, if you look at your life from 18 months ago to now, it seems as if like you were in the middle of a hurricane that's never stopped. COVID-19, we are now in a second surge. Where you thought vaccination was getting you out of going back to normal, it seems now Delta is doing what Delta does. It's 
causing chaos. Some of you are thinking, what does life is going to be? Um, my sister-in-law called yesterday, and I think she said to my wife, she said, you do realize that Kyle, our baby was one, will not know a world where masks did not exist. We live in a sense where it seems that chaos after chaos and circumstance after circumstance to where one might even utter, where is God in all of this? Why is this keep happening? Oftentimes I joke, people are dating on Zoom. You might, you, with the way Delta is going, you might as well go back on dating on Zoom again. That was, the, that was the funny part of the sermon. David got it, so did Wayne. Amen. I got two witnesses. But see, we find ourselves in Psalm 46. Psalm 46, we can ask ourselves this question, even how can we continue to grow in this life? How can we continue to live after everything I just mentioned? Where is God? What is it that we have to do? But Psalm 46 is one of the Psalms that, as a matter of fact, there's a very famous hymn that Martin Luther used during the, 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 the Reformation. And, and a mighty fortress is our God. That was based out of Psalm 46. And it says, a bulk work never failing. Our helper, he, amid the flood of mortal hills prevailing. That Psalm, Martin Luther used it as the hymn for the Reformation. See, from the last time I preached in one of the Psalms, I told you about subscription, superscriptions of the Psalms. And if you pay attention, I read it, even though it was not projected in the PowerPoint. It says this to the choir master, the sons of Korah, according to the Alameth, a psalm. See, here's the thing. The word here, Alameth, is, is addressed to, to the choir master, addressed those words. See, the word Alameth is derived from the Hebrew word Alma. And Alma means maiden or young women. See, um, it's possible that some people said that the song was meant for young ladies to sing because people assume that if it says two young women, it's two young ladies. But see, First Chronicles 15.20 give us a little insight to whether, that, whether you theologians who stands on the left or on the right. Can I teach the Bible real quick before I get into the sermon? Can I, can I teach? Before you say amen. 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 Y'all, y'all, quick, don't fall asleep on me. First Chronicle 15 offers a clue. It says that hop were, were tuned to the Alamus. And so, so, so the, 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 the marginal reference in the new American Standard Bible says this, hop, hops of maiden-like tone. So the, the thing is, would be, it would be like the soprano section in the choir will be able to sing that song. Now, here is the case. Psalm 46 is a sum of trust. And, and, and just on the onset, whether it be the soprano that sings it, whether it be the whole congregation that sings it, it's a song that's sung in order to show that we trust in God. And if there's a time in the midst of all the chaos we're going through, whether it be political, whether it be uh, uh, um, emotional, whether it be mental, whether it be physical, financial, or would it be even natural disaster? If there is a place we need to put our trust, I don't know about you. I don't trust in Biden. I don't trust in 
1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I don't trust in the Capitol. I don't trust in politicians. But I put my trust in God. And so that song is meant to sing as a way to, to thank God, to, to, to say, I put my trust in God. Psalm 46, Psalm 46. Psalm 46 is a song for us to trust in God. And, and so I want to break down the Psalms with three words that are in the Psalms, but we don't use. It's three words that are in the psalm that we don't use because when we sing, we don't understand what it really means. There is a word called Scylla that's in the psalms. I don't know if the projection says it's Scylla's. Yeah, there you go. The three Scylla's is going to give me the, the structure for the psalms. If you pay attention at the end of verse uh, um, 3 in your Bible, for those of you who have hard copies still, I'm not sure how it looks on, on, the end, uh, on your uh, electronic version. At the end of verse 3, what does it say? Selah. At the end of verse 7, what does it say? At the end of verse 11, what does it say? That's how, that's how we're going to break it down. Now, that word is one of those, for, for my musicians up in here, I'm not, I'm not a music guy. I love to sing, but I can sing. I would love to play the saxophone, but I can play. But for the musician, you get this. This is where, when the people were singing, this is supposed to be a musical note that gives them a key. That gives them exactly what to do and simply pause. As you sing the first stanza of the, of the songs, when you get there, you pause. And part of this pause is important. Y'all bear with me. Part of this is important because a lot of times we sing things very fast, but it doesn't sink in. And this here is, this, this word or this pause that's here is enable us as we sing those words. To stop and get it in, get in your system, get in your spirit, as the, as, as the new language says. Because sometimes we read things or we say things and we just kind of go through it. And here, we're going to do three moves. But, but before we get there in our three moves, verse 1 set the stage. Verse 1 is the thesis of the psalm and, and upon this everything builds. I said like this, uh, um, um, I had to go make a closet for my daughter uh, um, in, her, in her room. So I went and I got this, this bar, this rod, and I tightened it up against both walls, and it becomes very, very hard. And then I try to kind of even try to see if I can bounce it. It would not fall. And, and so that rod, now I'm able to put all of her clothes into hangers and then hang them on this rod. So that sum, the, the verse 1 is this rod, and everything else it just added to it. Let me put it in the ladies' language. You know how your closet is full with clothes? Gentlemen, with your suits and all nice shirts, your closet, you never check to see if your closet can really hold all the clothes, can't do you? No. Because that's that because if you go into a house or into an apartment, they say that's your closet. And you know, you just keep putting clothes. Because it holds it. And Psalm 46, verse 1, that's that bar that we have. And this is what it says. It's clearly, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in troubled times. Your version may say, God is, is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Nevertheless, this here is the truth upon which the entire psalm goes around. Now, there are three things that I want to see, but, but, but even before we think about, we think about um, refuge. Refuge 
um, it's this word that's used to say somewhere you place your hope and trust to hide. It's somewhere you place your hope and trust to hide. We live in Florida. Whenever a hurricane's coming, what do you do? You put shutters. And shutters are supposed to make your house feel like a shelter. Because even though the wind may grow, may blow, you trust that the wall is, and the outside wall is either made with brick or heavy concrete. So when you place the shutters to black the windows, so therefore, unless the roof goes off, you are safe. And if you live in the Midwest, most houses in the Midwest is built with the notion that a twister might come. So then the house is not just a house. There's a part of it that's a shelter. So then this is the part here. God is our refuge and strength. Not only he is able to, to, to hide us, but he is also strong enough to keep us. Ooh, I wish I had a witness. I just said something, you missed it. Not only God is able to hide us, but is strong enough to keep us. So no matter what's happening, no matter what the circumstances, if God is the one that you are hidden in God, then God is strong enough to keep you. Three things I want to see in the Psalms. But before then... Uh, Eugene Peterson versions put it like this. God is a safe place to hide. God is a safe place to hide. I, I, I don't know how I can put this into your spirit. I don't know how I want this to deposit in your spirit. But I'm telling you, there is no other place for you to hide. You cannot hide in your sins. You cannot hide with your money. You cannot hide with your degrees. You cannot hide with your intellect. You cannot hide into anything. But I'm telling you, the only safe place for you to hide is in God. Have you ever seen those people who are uh, um, uh, um, who are running away from government? They become uh, 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 and they, they they want their arrest, so they find themselves in different places, like Edward Snowden, and they have to find themselves into a country that's going to say, "We're going to keep you." Otherwise, the other country is going to come and pick you up. But what I'm saying to you is this: there is no place that you can be hidden from where you can be safe other than in God's arms. So as we think about Everything that's been happening. What does the psalm say to us to the three sailors, to the three bricks? Well, number one. Number one. Since God is our very present help, we must have a fearless trust. We must have a fearless trust. Look at the first three verses with me. This is what it says. God is our refuge a very present help, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times and trouble. Therefore, verse number two, therefore, what? We will not fear. You can't trust God and be afraid at the same time. It just doesn't make sense. It's just what they call an oxymoron. This dichotomy cannot exist. If you trust God, you trust God. Because when you trust God, all your fears, all your care, all your aches, all your issues belongs to God. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but there's some of you who are saying, what am I going to do? How's the workforce going to look like? How's college going to look like? How am I going to finish? How's high school going to look like? What is it going to be look like this year? I have a friend of mine, first day her kids go to school, they got exposed to COVID. They have to be at home now quarantine. What, what is this new world? 
is going to look like. As you guys go to school, what, Wednesday? What this world is going to look like? Well, I don't know. But here's what I know. God is my refuge and strength. A very present help. And what? Are we in trouble time now? Are we in trouble time now? If you didn't, I mean, unless you've been living under a rock, you can, you can admit, everywhere around the world, we are in a trouble time. Whether it be the social, political issues here, or whether it be the issues back at home, we are in trouble times. But verse number two says this. This is one of the first uh, um, uh, um, hanger that goes on, onto the, on, in the closet. It says what? I will not be afraid because God is my refuge. I cannot be afraid. He says this. Well, here, here it is. It says, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. It's so funny. I was reading another headline that says this. Possible tsunami in Haiti. On top of the earthquake. You know what a tsunami is, right? That means the water rises above, uh, um, above, above the sea level and then now trying to basically englobe the, the, the land where it's find itself. You'd be like, oh my goodness. But here's what I know. I can tell you why. And, and for those of you who listen to bad theology that says it's because of some ancestral demons that cause this problem happens, that bad theology, don't listen to those preachers. But what I'm saying to you is this. I don't know why, but this is what I know. God is my refuge and strength. A very present help in times of trouble. If you grew up in Haitian, l'éternel, je ne manquerai de rien. No, no, there's some 46 in French. How does it go, Clevens? In French. You don't know it in French? Dieu pour moi, Dieu pour nous, hein? Refuge. Un appui qui ne manque jamais dans la détresse. C'est pourquoi nous sommes sans crainte. This is exactly what I was just saying. But if you go up in a Haitian home, true Haitian home, you got to know this. You cannot not know this. God is a strength. And the French version says, uh, somewhere you can lean on when the earth gives trouble. I don't know if you haven't realized that the earth is giving trouble. But I can lean on God. I can dip myself. There's a song that says, lean back. Lean back. Guess what? I can lean back on God because I know who my God is. No matter the things, I'm not afraid. Yesterday, I cried. I tried to help back my tears. And I said, I heard Tony Evans said this in the light of when, when there's a lot of death happening in his family. I think one of his young niece who was 38 years old died and they were having a, a, a round table. It says, I don't know why God does certain things, but I don't question God. I don't question God when it comes to what God is doing. Il y a un pile monde qui qui dit bon, mais c'est pas qu'à quoi le bon Dieu quoi, pour que ça bon Dieu qui est arrivé. Non, pas qu'à bon Dieu grand monde il va salver les gens voulais. God is the strength, so I have to have this faith in God to wear that. I, I have to trust him because Psalm 46 in the context it's written is that Israel can be at war and we're going to see in the second part that Jerusalem can be under siege but nevertheless God is within her 
And so verse 3 says this, though its waters and foams, uh, um, roar and foams, though the mountains tremble and swelling. And this is where you pause. While you pause here is because you remember what verse 2 says and what verse 1, which is the base of what it is. I will not fear. Can somebody say this with me? I will not be afraid. That's the testimony of the Christian, even when you cannot explain what is happening. It is not your job to give a, a, a rendition as to why things happen. But your job is to say, you know what? Though the earth give ways, though the mountains trembles, I will not be afraid. Since God is our very help, not only we must have a fearless trust in him, but number two, we must not be moved. That somebody says, I can't be moved. Thank you, thank you, thank you, PJ, for being a witness. Let somebody say, I can't be moved. Look what verse 4 through 7 says. There is a river whose streams make me, make the city of God. The holy, there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The holy habitation of the Most High. God is in her midst. She shall not be moved. God will help her and uh, when morning dawns, the nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He, he utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The psalmist here is giving us this reaction because in the first two verses, we saw how we are to handle when destruction comes. The first three verses, we saw how to handle this. But now, he's saying to us how to respond. We see how to handle it, but now this is how we respond. Because how we respond is this. There is a stream. There's a river whose stream make the city glad. And this is what I was trying to tell you earlier. Because what happens here is this. This is talking about the beloved city, the capital, the Jer Jerusalem. When it comes that it's coming under siege, the walls are falling down. But yet God is within her. God is in a mist. Even though the danger is coming, but God is in a mist. She shall not be moved. What I'm saying to you today, there may not be a physical Jerusalem in, this, in that sense, but you as a child of God, you as one who believes in God, it doesn't matter if everything is falling around you, but I'm here to tell you this afternoon that because God is within you, because Emmanuel, and now I feel like preaching about right now because when he says the Lord of Jacob is with us, that means that can be viewed as a theophany, as a language of Projecting Jesus Christ because Jesus, one of his, one of his name is Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. If God is with me, it don't matter if it's the left, if it's the right, if it's earthquake, if it's hurricanes, but if God is with me, guess what? I can't be moved. I cannot be moved. As a matter of fact, God take it to be so clear. It says this in the book of Hebrews. He says this, not a hair for those of us who got hair on our heads. Will depart without his permission. In other words, even the hair on your head, when you comb your hair, and you see that in the comb that, well, I, I don't comb my hair, I brush my hair, but when you comb your hair, you see that hair fall off. Those one that 
fell off from when you comb your hair. That's ordained by God. Okay, okay. I just said something. You, 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 you're not feeling me, but let me put it to you this way. God cares that much about you that nothing that happens to you surprises God. And it says, this, you, God says, you shall not be moved because the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Again, can I, can I, can I go back here again? Fortress is this, this notion that you're building. Now, it's no longer the man-made fortress. It's no longer the man-made fence that's being built. Now, it is God himself. Woo! It is God himself who is our fortress. I mean, I said this last time. It's not your security system. You, you know what I mean? It's not your security system. I, I've heard a lot of people now say, well, I want to own a gun. I want to join the NRA. Well, go on if that's your choice. But guess what? The guns can't keep you safe. I've heard H.B. Charles Jr. says this. It is not what I put next to my bed that makes me safe. But I, I lay down to sleep knowing who my God is. Therefore, I'm not afraid. Because you can have all the guns. You can have all the security system. I'm pretty sure the Haitian president had security system. Security fell. But God will never fail you. ADT may fail you. Vinvet may fail you. But my God, my God would not fail you. Have you ever wondered, for those of you who grew up in the hood, where your house never broke into, where your car never stolen? I mean, well, well, we don't have good people here, but, 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 you, you, you know, but, 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 but have you ever not paid attention? There, there, there's, there's an older lady that I know from this church. I'm not going to say no name. There's an older lady that I know from this church who lives in the heart of the hood in Pompano, right? It's so funny. She said, she testified one time. She said that her grandson, who wasn't living with her, but that just kind of moved in with her, trying to kind of knock on the door at her house late at night after he came from work. And she said that the thugs and the gangsters around the neighborhood, they said, who are you, young man? What are you doing there? Leave that Christian lady alone. She said, no, no, I'm her grandson. They said, well, we're not going to let you go in the house until she testifies that you're a grandson. You see how God made it? God made it even uh, uh, the, the, the servant that lives in the hood, but God makes it that God is his fortress. God used those who could have been the enemies to protect her. I'm saying to you, God is our fortress. It's not the gun. It's not your bank account. It's not the, it's not your education. Those things are fine and dandy. But your fortress is God himself. Lastly, I'm done. Since God is our very present help, we must have a fearless trust in him. We shall not be moved. But lastly, we got to be still. Somebody said, be still. Thank you, son. Verse 8 through 11 says this, Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolation on the earth. He makes wars 
cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. And verse 10 says this, be still and know that I am God. Ooh, aren't you glad that God is God? Aren't you glad that sometimes all you have to do is just stand still? Don't even look at the song says this is, after you've done all you can, you just what? Stand. And see, here, standing here is a passive. You've done the part. You pray God. You praise God. You worship God. You read your Bible. You trust in his promise. But sometimes all you got to do is keep your mouth shut, stand still, even at the job, even at the school, even in the circumstance, just stand still and let God move. Anybody ever experienced when you, when you stop fretting, when you stop sweating, when you stop and you let God be God? You thought you were going to get fired, but you go to work, you got a promotion. When you're like, God be God. Can I share a personal testimony? I don't mean to be autobiographical. I'll share a testimony with you. I, I, we, we, my wife and I, we moved to Pittsburgh. We went to, I said, I'm going to seminary, we moved to Pittsburgh. So I got this nice job at the Children's Hospital of, of, of UPMC of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. One of the um, world premier um, children's hospital. My wife says, keep it moving, keep it moving. I, I got you. Um, so, <laughs> the preacher's wife sitting at the wrong place today. Um, so, so then um, I got this job. I, I got this job. And I said, I want, I said I'm going to go to school. I'm going to go to seminary. And then so I went to my boss and I said, um, I'm going to go to school. Is there a way you can work around, you know, the schedule? And she said, no. She said, you're going to have to take a different position or resign. But I, I, but I, said, I said, oh, God, I'm, I'm believing in you for this job. So I went, registered for seminary. I'm about to start. Two weeks before I start, she, before, what, two months before I start, she went on maternity leave um, because she was pregnant and she, she went to give birth. So she was about to come two weeks before I start. And only for her to say, I want to spend more time with my newborn. I'm going to extend my sabbatical. And then they now put somebody else out of position. The new person they put out of position never met me, never met her. I went to this new manager and I said, um, I had a supervisor named Linda. Linda was a deaconess at her church. And I went to Linda. I said, Linda, can I talk to the new director? Linda said, sure. So I went to talk to the new director. I said, I want to go, to, I'm, I'm trying to go to school um, and, and I want to work the schedule. She said, she said, well, let me talk to Linda and I'll get back to you. You know what she told Linda? Whatever Perry wants, Perry gets. Let me say it again. Whatever Perry wants, Perry gets. For three years, do you know how my work schedule went? I give my seminary schedule and they fill me around that. Even when I was supposed to be part-time, they still give me full-time benefits. What I'm saying to you is this, when you be still and know that God is God, no matter the issues that's going on in your life, you let God be God. Stop trying to help God. Because God said it will be exalted among the nations. You were just a tools upon which God is going to show that he ought to be exalted. I mean, have you ever noticed that you with the funny last name, you now the one who's in charge? And when they have to say your name, they have to be like, oh, 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 oh. yeah, they, they, they stutter. But because God wants to be exalted, this is not for you to be like, no, this is for you to be like, oh, God, I see you. Keep doing what you're doing, God, because as long as you let God be exalted in your life, God will use you to exalt 
uh, to exalt his name among the nation. So be still and know that I am God. I'm done. I'm done. I'm a Baptist preacher. I have to say seven times. Pastor Ellen's is Pentecostal. He says three times. I have to say seven times. He said, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. You guys remember in the Gospels when Jesus and the disciples were on the boat? Jesus was taking a nap. I think it's Mark 15. And the wind pop up. And water begins to get into the boat. And the disciples were panicking. They even said, Jesus, do you not care? And Jesus got up. And he said, be still. Can I tell you something? No matter the hurricanes that's going on in your life, no matter the circumstances in your life, God is still able to say, be still. Can I tell you something else? No matter the stress you may find yourself under, no matter the, 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 the way you're thinking about the future, the way you're thinking about what am I going to do? Is, is, my money is funny. I don't have the grades. I don't have this. But can I tell you this? If you've done your part, you can stay still. And God said, be still. Anybody wants God to say, be still into my circumstance this morning? Is it only me? Is it only me at the race that your mind is going, at the pace that your heart is going? Those of you who are emotionally uh, uh, um, hurt, uh, uh, um, mentally battered, uh, um, financially broken, physically broken, financially emptied. Can I tell you something? If you trust God, God can say, peace be still. This is the God that we serve. I know the worship team is going to close with a song that says, Hide me now. I want to read some of the lyrics for you and then I want you to sing it with the sailor mindset. Because what I'm trying to tell you is this, because God says, don't panic. No need to fret or fear. And in a place of, in a place of worry and anxious, know that the foundation is firm. Because you know how I know the foundation is firm? Even if the earth gives way, guess what? Sunday School 101, when you were five years old, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. It ain't the, it ain't, the devil cannot cause earthquake. God will allow it to happen. So therefore, we can be on to God. We can call, call cry out to God and say, God, please have mercy. But if he chooses not to be merciful, but nevertheless, we know that we are hidden under his wings. This is the word of the songs. The song says, hide me now under your wings. Cover me with your mighty hands. When the oceans rise and thunders roll, I will soar with you above the storm. I was coming from the Caribbean one time, and there was a hurricane in South Florida. And the pilot only says, we're gonna, we, there's no near airport for us to go by. We're going to rise above. We have enough fuel. I am experienced enough. We're going to rise above the storm. He only went above, and we spent two hours until the hurricane passed. If a pilot was, was, was maneuvering an airplane can do this, can I tell you something? My God. My God, I don't know about y'all, but my God, my Jesus says, 
hide me under your wings. And I know that when the ocean rise, when circumstance seems to be above me, I ain't got to be afraid. I, I, don't, I don't have to sweat. I don't have to, I don't have to fuss because my God can take me above it. Because there's nothing. My God can go as low as it takes. He can go as high as it gets. Because my God is for me a fortress. Oh. As the worship team says, I know we still cover protocol. But I know it's in my spirit. I feel it. I sense it in my spirit. And, the, you know, the baptism storm is coming out. There are some of you who needs to let go of all your hurricanes or all your troubles or all your issues and says, God, I want to be hidden under your wings. If that's you, would you please stand wherever you are? Stand wherever you are. I want to pray for you. No matter what the circumstance is, you says, God, I want to be hidden under your wings. I don't know how this COVID thing is going to go into school, but I want to be hidden under your wings. I don't know how I'm going to finish this year, but I'm going to be hidden under your wings. Is there anybody else that says I want to be hidden under God's wings? I don't know what tomorrow may bring, but I know when the ocean rise, I know who I can trust. Therefore, I will not be afraid.